Manimal here. It's Saturday, June 24th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I are back with a special Saturday edition where we talk Rangers, Yankees. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. And welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. We want to thank you for making us the first or even the last listen of your day. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. Kevin Frazier. You can check me out. You can check me out on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. That's F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. And you can also check out Texas Rangers with the boys on social media as well at TX Rangers WTB. Also, we have a website. It's TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. Oh, All one word. Oh, there he is. There he is. There he is. And joining me, uh, a man who has been doing show after show on location all across this great nation uh the 300 pound manual aka bull you are almost back to the motherland but not quite back to uh the the, the great metroplex uh, how, how you doing buddy and where can they find you maybe in america or on socials well uh in america this morning before we leave out i'm in uh childress texas on uh, the wonderful 287 drive, you know, the the old 287 out of out of Dallas heading towards Amarillo. So that's uh, the last leg tomorrow morning. We couldn't quite make it last night into uh, into the Metroplex, but we'll be back uh, for we'll be back in plenty of time for Yankees Rangers this afternoon, and uh, um, you know I'm excited for that. Uh, last night in New Mexico, I stayed at uh, the Speedway up there on top of a mountain. Uh, mm. So I I apologize for any any uh, over over uh, indulgence of speed that happened last night while we were mm. while we were podcasting. But I didn't realize that there was such a uh, a gathering of 1995 and older diesel pickups in one place in America, but apparently <laughs> there was, and I stayed there last night. But uh, it's a little more, it was a little more quiet tonight on 287. I'm sure you'll have a semi go back by in the background at some point, but uh, we're going to do our best to get this one in. Uh, if you need to, if you want to find out what all I've done on my vacation, you can, uh, you can check me out on Twitter at Manimal Bull, Instagram, Manimal 300, and uh, Bull Pro on both TikTok and Facebook. So uh, whatever your favorite uh, form of or platform of social media is, hit me up on there and we can start talking Rangers baseball whenever you send me that message. Well, exciting news uh, all around the league to talk about because we do have some good around the league. Uh, we do have a little bit, not a ton of Rangers news and a little special treat for you guys today. We're going to do a minor league update because we have not really been able to, to get to get to our exclusive content uh, down on the farm with the boys. And so we'll get to that here just in a little bit. And we do have a box score to cover. So let's jump right around, jump into around the league with probably the most talked about thing in Major League Baseball right now. And that would be the Ellie De La Cruz cycle. This kid has taken the league uh, by storm. And, you know, again, I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. And again, I'm not going to say player for player or, or like, uh, you know, I'm not going to say he's the same player or the same type of player, but he's starting to get a, a kind of a vibe that reminds me a little bit of a Ken Griffey Jr. kind of guy. 
a young guy that just has electric, uh, just has electrified the league, captured the imagination of, of fans all over, uh, all over Major League Baseball. And he does it again today uh, with the cycle. And again, I'm not predicting the next Ken Griffey Jr. But yeah, do- yeah, no, you heard it here first. Kevin said, Kevin <laughs> right here on the show, YBK <laughs> says, Ellie De La Cruz better than Griffey. You heard it. No, but, but uh, Ellie is a fun guy to watch play baseball. And yep. uh, the Reds got him a good one there. And they've got a couple of good young players. And, I mean, like more of the – you know, they've been building this for a while, and they sent a lot of guys away to get to this point. And, uh, you know, the Reds, we've talked about them, and we're, uh, you know, we're getting to a point where we're kind of gushing on them almost every time that we're on the show when we talk about around the league stuff. And, you know, that's good on that's good on baseball for Cincinnati to be a good baseball team because that's a good baseball town. And, uh, you know, they get, they get wild by the river when that thing's good. Yeah, and think about it. Remember – the Reds are all of a sudden like on a big winning streak. They're, you know, climb. They, I think they lead the division now or, or right there at the top of the division. And all of this coincides with this kid coming to the team. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's just, Hey, it's exciting. Uh, we love baseball. Uh, of course the Rangers are our team, but, but again, we, we do love the game and seeing something like this happen uh, again, uh, I'll, I'll go on a limit. I'll go out on officially and say I, I'm not necessarily predicting the next Ken Griffey or that he'll be better well, than Ken Griffey. Better than but, Ken Griffey, right? But, <laughs> but he has created a buzz uh, in the game that I haven't. I don't know if I've seen in quite some time, even with the, the Ronald Acuna's or the you know those kinds of players that have come in over the last few years. But he just kind of has a, just something special about him. So let's hope we keep seeing know. that go. I feel like they. I, I feel like they try and make a buzz about all these kids. So, you know, I want to see them do it for a year, but so far it's been a whole lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, so let's jump around to a little, a few more news, a little bit of a, a AL West news here. Uh, Escobar, I can't, I don't know why we don't have his name on the rim. Eduardo, here. Eduardo, Eduardo Escobar uh, to Anaheim. Uh, what, tell me what you think about that. Well, I think it's Anaheim. You know, Rendon may be down for a while. They're desperate. The Mets have no reason at all to keep Eduardo Escobar around on their um, on their team. Uh, they're going to get a couple of farmhands returned for it. Uh, I think it's a good move for both these teams. I think it's hilarious that it's – what is today? Mm. June yeah. what? What is yeah, June we're, 20 we're, we're something? June 20, 23rd. June 23rd, and the Mets are selling – I think that's hilarious. I mean, I, mm-hmm. and I only think it's hilarious because of how they acted like they were just such great baseball geniuses by just going out and spending, 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 spending. And that's not how you win baseball games. I mean, what the the Yankees started winning again whenever they stopped spending, spending, spending. So, you mm-hmm. know, that's not how they won in the first place. And they continued their success, but it, it never won another championship with that spend, spend, spend. You know, so uh, maybe just one, what, no nine. And that really wasn't a spend, spend, spend team. That was guys that they had brought around and, and, and kept around for a long time, and they finally got one. But, well, you know, the Mets, uh, I think it's funny. I mean, I'll let you take some, some jabs. Some shots, yeah. yeah, yeah well, please, you know what? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. It, we we would have we never even talked about the Mets had they not, when we signed DeGrom here in Texas, pretty much – you know, 
almost wished, uh, gave the impression that they hoped that he would get hurt because he didn't resign with them. And again, those words were never fully spoken, but it was all just a, a slew of, of real negative uh, a press towards the Rangers and towards DeGrom. Well, there, uh, there were and, definitely there were definitely people that fully spoke that exact thing that you've just said out loud on right. Twitter, on uh, Facebook, on, on realms of social media about Jacob DeGrom, and they hoped that he would get hurt so they could yeah. be right. Yeah. And yeah, and there you of, go, you guys. He you know, got hurt. Yeah, hey, you know, are you happy? And, and, you know? And again, we, we we're we're taking some shots and having some fun at the Mets, but you know, I mean like we're not ho- hoping anybody on their team gets no. hurt. We're not hoping we want the Mets to be at the very best because, you know, I mean, there were thoughts that they'd win a hundred games this year. So if they were gonna play the Rangers in the World Series, I'd want the best Mets team. I wouldn't want half a Mets team. But but I will say this, um, I don't wish any harm or any injuries, but, you know, I do hope they don't make the playoffs. I do hope they lose this year, and I do hope they uh, have to uh, eat their words a little bit with the Rangers because, again, not wishing anything bad on them, but I I, I just really did not like the way uh, they they talked about DeGrom and really talked about the Rangers as, a, as kind of an inept, incompetent, organization for making the move that they made uh so you know eat a little crow uh again I, i'm not wishing any injury on anybody but i don't think it's a, a an immoral uh thing to want to see a team not make the playoffs well don't worry they're gonna have to really do something drastic over the next couple of uh, months if they want to make the playoffs and uh if you want them to lose they've been doing that in spades these last several weeks so uh yeah, uh, I don't think there's anything that's too over, you know, over or mean or anything like that about hoping a team that, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I don't really care that much about the Mets. I really never have, but they only were mm-hmm. on my radar because of the yep. things that you were saying. And, yep. and, you know, I mean, it's funny to me that the Rangers are in first place without DeGrom and they're you know, sitting borderline last place in the AL East behind the Marlins and uh, mm-hmm. the the Braves. You know, you, you got to hate – they got to hate it that they're getting beat by the Braves. And, you know, they're yep. sitting down there with the Nationals. They're closer to the Nationals than the Braves. And, uh, you know, that's just – I mean, good for them. what it is. Good for them. what it is. Tis what it is. You know, and we talk, we've talked about, I mean, together with – about Buck Walter. I mean, he – <laughs> he, uh, you know, maybe maybe they'll get better as soon as they get rid of him next year. It's quite possible, like like it seems to happen every time he leaves a place. But um, one more quick injury news: uh, Mike Yastrzemski uh, looks like he's going to the IL. Uh, probably not a whole lot to chat about, but it felt like it's it definitely yeah, newsworthy. I, just because he's Carl's grandkid, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, well, we're not talking about it for any other reason. Because I mean, he's no. like, I, I think he Average. had a pretty okay. Uh, but yeah, he's, I mean, he's an okay player in an okay lineup in San Francisco. And, you know, I mean, I don't think Gabe Kapler's worth as much as a lot of other people think he is as a manager. And it's kind of happening again in San Francisco, just like it happened in Philadelphia where he had a pretty solid year and then he starts to fall apart. Well, let's move on to a subject. I know you want to talk about, and that is Matt Waldron, the knuckleballer. It's back. Yeah. The knuckleball is back, baby. 
There's a, <laughs> it just doesn't feel right if there isn't a knuckleballer in the big leagues. So it's good to see one back. I hope he has a ton of success and that no one can hit the knuckleball for at least a couple of months to get him solidified as a as a big league starter. Love it, love it. Well, you know, uh, the Rangers used to have a pretty good knuckleballer back in the day uh, when we were kids, actually. Uh, the, good, old the good old Charlie, yeah, yeah, good old Charlie yeah. Huff. No one logged innings like Charlie Huff. Charlie Huff could have been was in trouble all game, and he still would be like work seven innings, <laughs> seven You're eight right. innings. I loved, it. I loved Charlie right. Huff. He was great. Um, but yeah, so let's jump into a little bit of Rangers news. Uh, we know the Rangers uh, did win yesterday against the Yankees, which gives them a, at least a six-game lead over over Houston, probably six and a half. Uh, seven over, over Houston Anaheim. Yeah, so, seven over so. Anaheim right now. And, uh, you know, let's just be honest. We're, uh, we're trying to get this out and be on the road and all of that stuff, so we don't have that Dodger score just yet. But right, uh, right. Uh, the, the Rockies did come back and beat the Angels last night. And, um, you know, we'll keep updating it as we as we go, you know, but uh, but right now um, it's seven game lead over the Astros and it'll be at least five and a half over I mean, five and a half over the Astros and it's seven over the Angels as of right now. Awesome. Awesome. And really not a whole lot of other Rangers news as far as uh, just as far as the team goes, but we do have a little interesting topic here because first off, go vote for your, uh, for your five Rangers finalists uh, right now that are in the all-star voting. You've got Jonah Heim, you've got Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, Josh Young, and you have uh, Adolis Adolis Garcia. Garcia. Yeah. The hero, the hero uh, of last night. So, so, so our question for tonight that that we're going to ask each other is who do we think should besides those five guys uh, make the all-star team uh, as well that that uh, right now isn't necessarily either on the roster or that we don't know whether they are or aren't going to make the all-star well, team. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my case. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to make my case for Dane Dunning. Sure. Uh, last night's starting pitcher, another fine outing for Dane Dunning. Dane Dunning started this season in the bullpen. He start, He went to spring training with the opportunity to pitch himself into the rotation. It did not happen, which, mm-hmm. you know, it, that that happens. Uh, you yeah. know, and he took his job as a bullpen guy and killed it. And the minute yeah. anybody went down and they needed a spot start, Dane Dunning was right there to do it. And with DeGrom going down and him being a guy that has, you know, worked himself into a position where he's uh, – you know, sitting around a two and a half ERA, I want to say it's like two six five or something like that. Two seven mm-hmm. six, sorry. Um, okay. But to put himself in a position like that, where almost every time this is this is back to back nights where the Rangers have gotten a, a, a one of them old school quality starts from a, a mm-hmm. starting pitcher. But Dane Dunning, I mean, he's he's just kind of gotten a little bit better every time. He's got a, a cut fastball right now that is. Um, I mean, it's one of the lowest average against pitches in baseball. And, um, you know, he's just done it in every aspect that they've asked him to do it. And right now, if I had to put a guy on the uh, on the all-star team for the Rangers that isn't one of those five guys, and I know pitchers aren't a lot, but hey, I'm making my case for a guy, and I think yep. Dan Dunning should be an all-star this year. Man, yeah, I, and I agree, 100% agree. I mean, he's done everything you could ask for this Rangers team this year. And and really, like, a guy that could have complained, 
could have been disgruntled, but instead turned an opportunity. I mean, turned a, turned what looked like maybe a setback in his career uh, into an opportunity and has really just been an unsung hero in that rotation uh, in a in a day and age where flamethrowers are the, the thing. He, he's found a way to, to get through games quickly, keep the pitch counts low and really help the bullpen uh, and, and really just help the team win. So my guy is going to be uh, a guy that these are a couple of, I told you so guys for you. Uh, Dunning was one of them, but this other guy is another uh, I told you so guy that I just right now absolutely love everything about his game. And I just think he has been just so important every night. He makes something difficult look easy. Uh, it seems like at least two to three times a week, he's coming up with clutch uh, hits at the plate. And uh, that guy's Leody Tavares uh, out in center field. I, I'd be, I, I mean, there are not, there's only a handful, if even that many, of center fielders right now uh, that are playing as good as Leody Tavares in all of Major League Baseball. And I don't know that there's a whole lot, you know, he's probably top three defensive center fielders as well. So uh, he's won games uh, on his, you know, I wouldn't say on his own, but he's won games with his bat. He's saved games with his glove. Uh, he's just really stepped up this year, and I really think he's just been another one of those unsung hero guys for the Rangers, and couldn't be happier to see it happen uh, to to really good a uh, really good guy. And I couldn't disagree more. Uh, I mean, I couldn't uh, agree more. I'm sorry, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> the one thing that I love so much about watching Leody Tavares play in center field is he uh, he plays so shallow in center field <laughs> that he takes away so many balls that should be hits and. I yep. mean, and and then on top of that, I mean, you're not hitting it over his head. Just because right. he's playing you shallow, it doesn't mean you're going to get him. I mean, he reminds me a lot of, I mean, not not like the 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 guy that Jim Edmonds but was, but the center fielder that he was, where he could play shallow mm -hmm. and get back on anything. And that's kind of how I mean, I feel that way, kind of about Tavares as well. That he he plays shallow and takes a lot of hits away from guys, and then you're not beating him over. You're, you know, you're not getting him over his head. And it, and it doesn't happen to him. So, I mean, and if, and if you do get him over your head, I mean, it's a rocket that's either leaving the park or, or, you know, that's bouncing off the wall or something like that. It's not, you know, going to be a fly ball that gets him, you know? So, right. but anyways, uh, yeah, I agree with you a whole bunch. And, you know, I mean, I think both of those guys could be all-stars too. And you, you know who else I think is an all-star? Throw it out there. Damo McCullough. You know what, man? I was thinking the same thing. But you know who else would be an all-star? It was oh. his tag team partner, Brick Savage. Yeah. Both of those dudes oh, yeah. would be all-stars in, in whatever wrestling all-star game that there would be. And both of those guys are going to be in action July 28th at the Southside Preservation Hall in Fort Worth, Texas. And you, Kevin, you're invited. But not mm -hmm. just Kevin. Everybody that listens to our show, we'd love to have you out. Come on out. We know that we know how many people listen to the show. We know that there are there are hundreds and hundreds of you that listen to the show. So come on out to the Southside Preservation Hall, July 28th. It's a seven o'clock bell time. Justin James versus Brick Savage has been announced. Damo McCullough versus Angel Camacho has been announced. Dante Smiley versus Chris Lyons has been announced. I know I'm going to be there. I know that there's a bunch more guys that are going to be on the card, and I'm, I can't wait to see the show. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't wait, wait to a minute. get out there. Wait oh. a minute. Wait a minute. Let me ask you a question, though. Are you going to have an onion? Are you going to have one of those Kelly's onion burgers and get some of that Starry's ice cream? 
I'm just going to tell everybody out there that they, along with I, should go out out back, get one of those Kelly's Onion Burgers. They should go get some of that Starry's ice cream from the lady that does the Starry's ice cream vending. It's delicious. It's going to be hot. You're going to need a cold treat. And speaking of cold treats, Mm. I bet they got something over there that tastes like ice cream. Mm. You know the Martin House guys, they always got the cool beers, they got the fun beers, and then they got the beers that taste like beer. So go go (laughs) over there, check them out, and if you can prove to them that you're 21 years of age, they're going to give you free beer all night long. So join us, Southside Preservation Hall, Friday, July 28th, Ultraviolet Enemies. Is it Enemies? Is it Dreamers? Dreamers. Oh, I said it wrong again, didn't I? It's so awesome. Man, it's so awesome. It's, it's so great that I get it wrong every time. Like uh, Texas Roughhouse, Pro, Deaf Breath, they're coming together Friday, July 28th, Southside Preservation Hall. Be there. Yeah, doesn't matter what it's called, you need to show up. So, all right. If, if there's a drum roll, I don't know if that's, if you can hear that drum roll. We're pumped about this next segment because we haven't got to talk a lot of minor league baseball in a, in a little bit. And uh, I know for sure that uh, my co-host is just literally just squirming in his seat, ready to, to talk about this minor league system. So we're going to take a segment here to devote to uh, some what's going on, especially at the higher end uh, of the minor leagues, because these guys are the guys that uh, could contribute to this team this year or definitely next year. So let's jump right in it. The first person I'm going to throw, I'm just going to throw names out there and let you talk about them. First guy we want to talk about, uh, kind of the hottest, one of the hottest guys, I say the hottest, there's probably two or three guys in the organization, but one of the hottest, if not the hottest prospect going right now for the Rangers, Jack Leiter. Uh, how's he been doing? And what's the, there's some, there's some pretty interesting news going around for him well, right now. He's, you know, he's like he's like Hansel in, in Zoolander. He's so hot right now, you know. And, <laughs> and uh, the, the 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 workload. I think they're gonna, you know, they're just managing it. I don't think that it has anything to do with anything. I think they're just kind of getting to an idea where they're looking at it and they're saying, "Wait, he's going to throw this many more innings this year than he did last year, and mm-hmm. we need to cut that down in the middle of it so we don't." overextend him so they send him to the Arizona League he'll probably pitch for the complex team or he may just throw side simulation games or uh, you know batting practice or something like that and and just kind of keep his work rate going but like cut down on those uh stressful innings on his arm and I would say he probably wouldn't be there more than about oh a week and a half two weeks tops and they did the same thing last year in the middle of the season with lighter and I wouldn't expect to be see him gone very long and I would expect him to be back making his uh, turns in the rotation sooner than later yeah and and uh just maybe a, a tidbit or something that you know if if um they have any thoughts of him maybe helping the big league squad at any point this year which they may or they they may they may they may not uh, they definitely don't want him uh, completely worn out uh, at the time of the year when they could actually possibly use him uh, later on when the rosters are expanded. So who knows what the Rangers are thinking? But man, what an exciting, uh, what an exciting time still, uh, for this great young pitcher. I still think that Leiter is at least one year away. I, I can agree with that. I think he is too. Um, so let's talk about the other couple of hot, two of the other uh, hot prospects in the Rangers organization. 
uh, Evan Carter uh, comes right back uh, back into the Frisco lineup and just goes out there, hits a homer, hits a triple, uh, and has just been uh, nothing but Evan Carter yeah. pretty much. I've, since I mean, I, w- I wouldn't be shocked if Evan Carter was a top five prospect uh, after we redo things with the draft and things like that in, in the big leagues. I just wouldn't be shocked at all. I mean, he's just he, – I mean – at the beginning of the year, there were talks of him being a big leaguer at what twenty one or however old he is, and and mm-hmm. um, you know I think that's kind of calmed down with Zeke Duran and 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 some of those guys like solidifying their spots in the big leagues this year, Leody Tavares and Zeke Duran, and um, so that that talk has cooled a little bit, um, but. As far as prospects go, man, I mean, there's everything says that this kid could play a big time left field in the big leagues, probably even a big time center field. But I like the idea of getting him off center field early and and him rolling a corner position and not putting that stress of playing center field. Especially, I mean, you got a couple more years of Tavares as a as as a premier defender out there. Yeah, yeah, just a great prospect, a uh, guy that's really makes national. I would say national news. Uh, pretty much every week in some form or capacity because he's really on everybody's radar right now. Uh, another guy who's on everybody's radar, and he is our number one currently rated prospect in the Texas Rangers organization, that is Owen White, who had a, a outstanding start uh, in his last outing. Yeah, I mean, a couple of walks got him, uh, but uh, one hit baseball over five innings in his first AAA out, uh, uh, start. So a lot to like about what Owen White's doing and uh, – you know, the, there's everybody's kind of uh, the, the rotation has kind of been solidified there at, at Round Rock between having Raggins, Otto, um, mm. Gar, uh, um, and White starting to make starts. Um, it gives them an opportunity to move Cole Wynn to the bullpen. And, you know, that following off of Cole Raggins the other night. Uh, he looked really good out of the bullpen, and that's a good sight to see, too, because he had been struggling so bad. So the idea mm-hmm. of him doing just anything that was productive really, uh, you know, it makes you feel good for him. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you, speaking of, you know, it's tough, tough, tough treading out there in that P, in the PCL, but, uh, you know, Owen White showing some good signs. Uh, uh, Jonathan Hernandez uh, also kind of having a bounce back, starting to bounce back a little bit. And showing uh, that that he's like, hey guys, I, yeah, I, I think he I'm, I'm going to play in the big leagues again this year. Yeah, he just needed a confidence boost, and I mean, there's no reason why uh, in the next couple of weeks, as he uh, continues to dominate at the AAA level, that they don't start uh, uh, thinking about giving him another opportunity up at the big league level, and uh, maybe start with some lower leverage situations, and then work from there. Yeah, and then you had mentioned earlier, Cole Raggins looked pretty good in his last start as well. Seven Ks in what, four innings? Yeah, Yeah, Kevin, seven Ks, four innings. They're starting to get him stretched out a little bit and throwing some pitches. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, I probably, probably by uh, in the next couple of weeks, end of the end of June or middle of July, you'll probably start seeing Cole Raggins throwing between 75 and 100 pitches. And, uh, you know, the, the, that'll be good. I mean, him, Otto, uh, Howard, you get those guys stretched out. You get guys that, that where now you have depth, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it gives you a lot of confidence that you can get a, a spot start here and there uh, from one of your minor league guys. And, and uh, bullpen help as well from, uh, from sure. these guys. And then Kyle Cody, uh, another guy who's starting to flourish in that bullpen. 
Yeah, uh, I think he, I think he needed to be in the bullpen. I think he was like I think he was making starts out of necessity, and him being in the bullpen really helps. And uh, I think he's got a much better chance of helping the big league club out of the bullpen than out of uh, the uh, rotation. Yeah, one more pitcher, a couple more pitchers, and then we'll call, talk about a couple guys hitting pretty good. Uh, Alex Spees, uh, definitely a guy that that has been on our radar and continues to be on the radar. Uh, yeah. Just love it. I love it. I love the story. I love the guy. I love the stuff. I mean, there's nothing more. I mean, we've said a lot. I mean, if you listen to our down on the farm, I mean, this kid, we love him. And I hope yep. whatever, whatever good can happen for him happens for him. Yep. And then a couple of other guys, uh, Dane Acker has started to uh, show why he is a top prospect in this organization. And then of course, Corniel just continues to be uh, outstanding uh, down there at um uh, down is it down? Is he a down east or is it Hickory? Hickory, Hickory. okay. Yeah, uh, yep. Cordial got the move from down east to Hickory and then continued to shine the moment that he hit the mound in Hickory. And then, uh, um, Dane Acker, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he starts making some uh starts at uh, Frisco in the next couple of weeks as well because he's just been looking really sharp, uh, at, at the high A level. Yeah, and then a couple of bats that you know, uh, have been tearing it up, uh, JP Martinez has just been great all year long. And you even made the statement that he, he can, he can play for a major league team right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt. And then Wenzel uh, also hitting, which is great. Cause he was a, a big prospect for the Rangers. Well, he was uh, a first round pick. Uh, yeah. Remember Alex Claudio, the uh, left-hander that uh, threw about 80 miles an hour, but he went between 60 and 80 with his change up his, his curveball and his fastball. And he, and he really got guys with that changeup. Well, when the Rangers sent him to Milwaukee, they got a supplemental first-round pick for that, and that turned into Davis Wenzel. So uh, Davis Wenzel has always been a talent. It took him a little bit longer to develop than Josh Young, which uh, mm-hmm. you know hurt him because he plays basically the same position. And uh, you know those, those were two guys that were very similar players coming at, into the league, and the Rangers took both of them. Uh, so... Uh, you know, it, it is it is what it is. But, um, you know, both of those guys, the way they're playing right now, they've got to be trade, uh, you know, trade talks with about those guys because they're playing so well. And they've uh, they've done nothing but hit. Uh, I think J.P. Martinez has been on base every time that he's been uh, in every game that he's played in the minor leagues this year. Jeez. And Wenzel's got like 13 home runs in the last, 15, 18, 20 days, something like that. So, um, oh you know, God. the Rangers, the Rangers have prospects that aren't even in the, like on people's top 30, 40, 50 lists that are ballers that, I mean, can flat out hit, can flat out pitch. I mean, they, they are deep, deep, deep. Mm. So anyways, those two guys, great guys. Let's, let's talk about last night so we can get out of here. Huh? Yep. Yep. And just, just, that's a little taste of our, uh, of our down on the farm with the show down on the farm with the boys show uh, right now, dollar 99 to subscribe. Maybe next month we might drop it down. If, if I can figure out the, the way to do it uh, on Spotify, because we haven't put out as much content, but that's a little taste of the minor league show down on the farm with the boys. Don't forget to go to Spotify, subscribe just a dollar 99. You can also go to our website, Texas range with the boys to subscribe. Now let's jump right into our last bit of news. And that would be this box score that the Rangers uh, take a extra inning win from the Yankees off of a Adolis Garcia 
I mean, one of those, like he knew it the minute, it was like he knew it before he hit it, that that thing was going to be gone. Uh, Rangers beat the Yankees four to two. Real quick. (laughs) Do you think that's the first ever time that a guy has thrown the first pitch of an inning and given up a two run home run? Probably not. I guess now with the ghost runner or the zombie runner oh, or whatever yeah. they want to call it. Right. You know okay. I'm like first pitch, he yeah. gave up a two run homer. So like, I mean, I think that's like a, that's gotta be the first Ranger to ever hit a two run homer as the first, as the leadoff guy in an inning. And, <laughs> and on top of that being the first pitch that he saw of an inning. So the first pitch of an inning went for a two run home run tonight. So that was, yeah. I think that's probably an interesting fact. I bet if you fact check it deep enough, I bet Jared Sandler probably has something on it or something. I can't be the first person to think of that, but I thought that was cool. But it, it all started with Dane Dunning tonight. I thought Dane Dunning yep. was really, really, really good. I mean, uh, even, even the couple of singles he gave up late in the game, uh, you know, that, that happens. Maybe he didn't need to go back out for the eighth, but, you know, he was in a spot where he had he'd only thrown so many pitches, and and I get what, you know, I I like the idea that Bochi goes with these guys late in games and says, "Hey, I got mm-hmm. confidence in you." Yep. You haven't thrown that many thing, pitches. Go do it. Well, if there's one thing that Bruce Bochi has shown that that is kind of his one of his patterns, if you want to call it that, is that he does give his guys a chance to to basically pitch themselves out of the game. Like yep. if they're going good. Uh, he's going to throw them back out there and see if they can get them. If even if it's one more batter, uh, he's going to he's going to give them a chance to go out there and show that they can still keep doing it. And uh, he does that with the bullpen and he does it with the starters. And I think it's a great strategy because it keeps a bullpen fresh, uh, if possible, when the guys do well. And uh, it also gives the guys lets the guys know that he has confidence in them. Uh, yeah. Also, too, I think I think tonight, even though he he was he had a pretty ugly about there late in the game. But I thought Mitch Garver had a pretty good game tonight as well uh, at the plate. And uh, even well, that was even a catching. Big time. That was a yeah. big time single he had there in the uh, what bottom of the eighth or top of the eighth there to get that run across because it, it proved very valuable with the bottom half going the way it did. Yeah. So, so a and couple of those guys, those are our three MVPs as far as I'm concerned Adalas Garcia. Uh, Mitch Garver, and then obviously Dane Dunning. Well, then, or, or a, in... quick, a quick shout-out for John King, too, because John King really came in and did a good job to work around uh, most of what Dane Dunning did uh, or most of what happened with Dane Dunning in that eighth inning. So I thought John King was really good. Uh, Barlow was good as well. And uh, Will Smith, good Lord, man. I mean, he's yeah. starting to really turn it on and become the guy that, uh, you know, no one thought this was going to be the Will Smith that we were going to get. Well, the night before last, there was a stat that went up there, and I wish I would have uh, jotted it down or something about the Rangers over a certain, like I think it's maybe the last 15 games or something like that, 12 games, something like that. But their bullpen is ranked in the top, uh, like top tops in the league uh, over those last uh, probably, I would say it's like 10 to 12 games in a ton of different categories because they have been really good. And again, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Uh, you know, my co-host, uh, you know, you said over and over again, hey, look, you know, you got to ride the waves with the bullpens. Uh, they're not as bad as they're, they're, they're not as bad as they are, they're looking. They weren't as good as what they looked early. Uh, and I think right now you're kind of seeing uh, kind of who they are a little bit more because they're not, they're not just, you know, I mean, they're on a hot streak right now for sure. Yeah. But, but, but overall, I think you're looking at, you're starting to see, a little bit more of who this bullpen is. And, and, and again, to quote you one more time, it's year to year. 
So whoever the guy looks like, whoever the guys are that are having their year are the guys you want to ride uh, as long as you can ride them. And, and I think they're, we're starting to find out who those guys are. Yeah, and you're finding out that it's Spores, it's Smith, mm-hmm. it's um, right now it's probably Grant Anderson a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. Uh, you know you know they've got a handful of guys that are pitching well right now, and they've yep. got guys that they go to, and they've got guys that they're comfortable with. And Joe Barlow's finding his way into that role. He is. Um, yep. John, John King isn't exactly the guy that I thought they were going to go to in a two-one ball game. You know, I mean, and, mm-hmm. and he proved that, you know, he, he got the ball for a reason and he did a good job with it. And, you know, so they're getting it from everywhere. Everybody's doing a good job right now. And, uh, you know, you got to really look look, uh, uh, look at Bochi and Maddox and say, man, they're yeah, right. just about to no say problem. that. And, and, and I mean, dude, that's why those guys are here. That's why they mm-hmm. brought these dudes here. They did a man like. The things would have already fallen apart in that bullpen completely if uh, if it were last year's regime, and I feel wholeheartedly I believe that. And, sure. and this year, you know, some things went wrong, but no one panicked. No one said, "Oh man, these these guys are our guys, and we're going to go to these guys no matter what." They said, "Hey, let's find the guy that's working right now." And if it was Leclerc, it was Leclerc. If it was Burke, it was Burke. If it wasn't those guys, they were going to other guys and trying to find out who it was going to be. Was it going to be King? Was it going to be Anderson? Was it going to be – who was it going to be? And they're finding a nice mixture right now of those dudes. And it doesn't work out every night because it's hard, oh. man. Every night – It's, every it's night, not going to work out every night. Every night, I mean, yeah. you, you can't ask those guys to go have zero ERAs every year, you know, I mean, yeah. or every night. I mean, like nights that you get zeros from them, dig those nights and go on to the next one because, you know, the next night it could be a couple of spots and you're like, damn, I hate that guy again. But you can't. <laughs> you just can't. I mean, because if you're if you're you hate those bullpen guys that they're, they're every year, year to year. And right now they're on it. They're playing well. The bullpen is doing a good job and they're riding that to some wins late in games. And, you know, tonight is another example of a close game that the Rangers won. And, uh, you know, beating another good team. And I know last week when they were playing the Angels, it was the season was over and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But everything's kind of come around since then. And they're starting to look like that Rangers team that we had been, you know, talking about all year. Yeah. And, and there, you know, the remember last year it was it was Brock Burke. And he hasn't quite been uh, as good this year as, it, as he had been last year. So, uh, it, it's going to, it does what it does kind of move and there is a kind of an ebb and flow to it. And I actually wanted to point something else out too. You brought up Barlow. Um, you know, we all knew his velocity was down, but you know, he did what, and again, I'm going to go back to Maddox on this one because it's like pitching. It's not throwing. It's, it's not about just going out there and doing more. Um, it, Barlow's pitching that that's he's pitching. Now he's pitching yep. to get guys out. He's not dominating guys or overpowering guys. Neither is Dane Dunning. Um, neither is Will Smith. You know, these guys are pitching. They're, they're, they're pitching. And I know that that sounds very like kind of generic, but it, it it's different than just going out there and trying to blow guys away with velocity. And as soon as Barlow started relying on that slider, all of a sudden that 94 mile an hour fastball up in the zone starts to become people swinging and missing yeah. at it. Yeah. It's yeah, they're it swinging plays. and missing because he's got a great slider. So it, I don't know if great's the right word, but he's, he's throwing that slider well and it's causing him to have some success. And I really like seeing that because we know Barlow, when he's pitching well, he's a good he's a good bullpen pitcher. Uh, even if his velocity is down, he's starting to show you that, hey, and his whole staff really as a whole is showing you, hey, we're not, we're not throwers, we're pitchers. 
And I have to give that credit to, to Mike Maggs because first time he was here, we saw it. And here we are again, seeing the, same, the same thing, thing. Uh, yeah, with him here again. So hats off to the coaching staff uh, for, for the win, for, for the bullpen and hats off to the players tonight for a, for a good win out there and in, in one of the hardest places to win in all of baseball. Yeah. And uh, you know, tomorrow they're going to, they're going to try and do it again. And they're going to send uh, John Gray, who another guy that's just been nothing but good for him all season this year. And uh, he's going to be opposed by Louis Severini, Severino, who uh, he's coming back from injury. He's uh he's had his struggles, but he's always dangerous every time he's out on the hill because he's got really really good stuff. So uh, you know the Rangers they're they're gonna be looking for a W tomorrow at three oh five Central, um, and then Sunday capping that thing off we've got a pitchers matchup we've got Nathan Eovaldi and Garrett Cole and that may change if the Rangers win the series tomorrow but uh, who knows you never know mm. man would love to see that one what a what a heck of a duel to see Cole versus uh, Eovaldi probably two guys that are uh, guaranteed to a ticket to the all-star game so uh really exciting we've already made our predictions uh, both of us I think the Rangers think oh the Rangers no I take uh, this. The, the oh Rangers no I made my predictions three Rangers take two or three. I feel the same way. Um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We are going to be out of here for the weekend. We'll be back uh, Monday morning uh, to recap this series and and talk about the, the upcoming week. Uh, thanks, everybody, for just being patient with us in terms of our uh, down the farm with the show, with the with the boys show. And uh, we'll get some of that content out to you guys next week. Uh, again, thank you all for uh, for tuning into the show. Don't forget to check us out on social media, TX Rangers, WTB. Don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. Don't forget to, to get your all one word. Don't forget to get those tickets for Matt War Pro. And thanks again for subscribing on all of your favorite streaming platform or uh, podcasting platforms, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, yada, yada, yada. This is Texas Rangers with the boys. We are signing out.